We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. It's a good show. In a world where every conversation is about what movie or TV show you've just seen, one comedian doing his own voiceover for his own podcast due to monetary restrictions, got tired of pretending he's seen The Wire in conversations at parties. This is Never Seen It. Comedians rewriting famous movies and TV shows they've never seen. I'm Kyle Ayers. All right, this is Never Seen It uh, with Kyle Ayers. This is the podcast where comedians and writers rewrite famous movies and TV shows that they have never seen, and then we will do a reading of them for you here. And we also have Movie Talk. You know what's going on. Thank you guys for listening. Today, I am here with the two gentlemen from The Worst Idea of All Time. I am here with Guy Montgomery and Tim Bat. How are you guys doing? We're doing so good. Thank you for having us on the show. Yeah, of course. Thanks. Yeah, I would, I would like to support Tim's statement that we're going well. We're both going well. <laughs> Do you want to support the gratitude as well or not that bit? Oh, uh, yeah, and also thanks so much for having us. Yeah, of course. Uh, thanks for doing it. And also in studio, we have Caleb Sinan, who uh, will be reading a part here with us and hanging out. That's right, and I'm, I'm not doing well at all. Well, I didn't ask, but I appreciate you <laughs> putting it into the cover. If I ask you if you're doing well, you can just... We've, this is, what's the quickest we've got completely off the rails? Probably two minutes and nine seconds? That blows, though. You really set him up there. I was expecting a how are you, Caleb, and it That's what I was, yeah, I was exhausted. Well, I'm actually Tim Kyle on this one. I, I think he's he's driving this show. Yeah. If, you, he, if he doesn't ask you how you're doing, you don't, you don't <laughs> proffer that information. Sorry I don't fall into your expectations, Caleb. Sorry I live... Uh, I just started taking an improv class, and so I just tell people how I'm doing. <laughs> That's true. You walked in here, and you're like, imagine we're in a market. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I could do that. I'm pretty good at it. Uh, so what we want to do later in the show, we're going to do what has is turned into the only bit that anyone involved with the show has liked, which is my dad describes a movie trailer to a movie he's never seen, and then you have to guess what movie trailer he is describing and what movie he's describing. And so we're going to tease it a little bit, and and I'm going to play the beginning of one here, so you can get a little bit of uh, a Kyle's dad's voice, and so you guys can know what we're going to get to here at the end of the show. There's, I can never tell how much blank space will be at the beginning of the recording before he realized he'd hit record. <laughs> okay. He's bouncing this tennis ball, taking a phone call. Now he's drumming and wearing headphones. All right, so we're going to get back to that later. If you think you know what movie, you, you already have an idea, sit on it. You're going to have to sit on it the whole episode. Cool. Uh, which is crazy because the episodes of this podcast are as long as the movies and the trailers my dad's doing. So this one is three hours and 19 <laughs> minutes. We have to make it the whole time. Fantastic. Um, so I want to talk to you guys. I normally ask, pe- I ask people a few questions about movies. It reoccurs here. I want to know... Because the whole podcast is based around this idea that everyone talks about what you've seen. You know, have you seen this show? Everything's streaming on a million different places now. You haven't seen that. You haven't seen that. Why haven't you invested all that time into this thing? I want to know what is the the biggest, what is the best, the most prominent movie, television show, the thing you haven't seen. And we're kind of covering two of the most famous movies 
of all time today. Hmm. But is there, aside from the ones that you did for this, is there like a, a huge, have you not seen The Sopranos? Have you, like, I haven't that come, seen The Sopranos. Me neither. I also haven't seen The Sopranos. Well, what a good example I came up with. I also, pat myself on the back. I haven't done Breaking Bad, which is just forever this black mark against my name because I think it's too late for me to do it now. I've also... Oh, no, it's not too late. Haven't done Breaking Bad or, or E.T. or Jaws. I mean, I, I, I... So you guys are living in the same world I'm living in where you just... Have to. I've seen AT and Jaws. I just want to put. We're not. We're <laughs> yeah, not. We're not one that of the same. That doesn't make yeah. you better than anyone else. No, no, no. I just want to clarify that you know we do have our distinctions between us as individuals. So when you're in inevitably any conversation that be- begins with, are you watching this thing? And most of time, I haven't heard of the show. Uh, what comes up with Breaking Bad? Because that seems to be everyone has seen it. Every well, it was for probably three years. Everyone was just like, "So have you finished Breaking Bad?" And I was yeah, like, yeah. "My dude, or dude, it." I have not started Breaking Bad, and there is what nine seasons, seven this seasons, five. five? Oh, okay, this one. I actually because I, I looked at it a week ago, and I was like, I could, you know, I don't have heaps of it on it. I could fuck around with Breaking Bad. It's and not then, that bad, but I didn't start it. I I have a a thing with, with these sorts of shows, these long sort of heavy investment shows, where I can never get it. You know, I'll defer back to. Some, you know, I started watching the Goosebumps, the original Goosebumps TV show on Netflix instead, just to avoid having to confront what, you know, settle, strapping it and really going hell for leather on something. That 100% gets into the second part of this conversation is what is the worst thing you've seen the most times, which you guys have such an unbelievable track record of. Um, and, and so, like, what have you, imagine how much time you've devoted to other things and you have not devoted to Breaking Exactly, Bad. yeah. It's, yeah. It is. I actually. I can. I can bring up the the nice, the exact number uh, right now because for for those of you who don't yeah. know, Tim and I do a podcast called The Worst Editor of All Time. We're in. We've actually just uh, put it to bed. We've released ourselves from our self built torture chamber, and we walk free. We appear to you today as free men. <laughs> what the? I can see a new bounce in your step. What the Thank podcast you. involved was uh, us watching and reviewing the same film every week for a year. <laughs> so the movie never changed. We just have to. Keep watching it week after week. So, and which is, and <laughs> when you find out what, I can't wait to see Caleb react to what the first movie you watched fifty-two times was. Caleb, we watched Adam Sandler's Grown Ups too. <laughs> <laughs> Genuine joy on this man's face. <laughs> I knew he was going to be oh, excited boy. about it. Season two. How was it? Are you ready? <laughs> Sex in the City too. <laughs> it's so fucking long, and it's, it's also bad. <laughs> And, you know, we know that. And then this third year we just finished, we actually wound up doing 60 screenings as penance for falling behind on our third and final season uh, of We Are Your Friends, which is the movie where Zac Efron, actually not far from here in the San Fernando Valley, uh, pursues his lifelong ambition to become an EDM DJ. Which, it sounds like a think tank made a movie in an hour. <laughs> like, we have to release a movie this afternoon. We forgot to release Holy a movie fuck. this afternoon. What are kids like? I don't know, Zach Efron? Yeah. Yep. Exactly. What about dance music? Uh, okay. And I guess California? Done. Done. A 50-year-old man made a movie in an hour. Yeah, absolutely. It didn't Just come out so good. But of all of those films, yeah. the one I have the most unhealthy and toxic relationship with would be Sex in the City 2. Really? At a staggering two hours and 30 minutes. <laughs> it just, wow. it like beat us down. We had fans <laughs> writing in during that second season being like, hey guys, love what you're doing, stick with it, just so you know, 
I'm not going to listen anymore <laughs> because I'm worried about your mental health. <laughs> it's like people distancing themselves from an alcoholic. Yeah. yeah. They're like, look, I don't know I'm you well enough you. to tell you not to do this. Exactly. I'm here for you, kind of, except that I won't be here. <laughs> I just feel that I am but here for you. For your reference, in terms of actual numbers, yeah. cumulatively, we have spent... Watching, so this is together, so you double this for the total number of minutes if you stack them on top. But 18,896 minutes, Tim and I have spent watching three movies together. <laughs> you know how movies are, 90 minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so so what... <laughs> Is what, what's so bad about Sex in the City too? Uh, okay, so you know in King Kong how when that Peter Jackson's King Kong when yeah, that came yeah. out and everyone was like, "Where's the fucking monkey?" This film's been going for now. So the whole premise of Sex in the City too is that they go to Abu Dhabi. They do not touch down in the Middle East until over an hour into the film. <laughs> Whoa! Just I do remember the trailer, and they're they're just there riding camels. Nothing, the whole trailer. Nothing happens in the movie. <laughs> yeah. It is bullshit. It would be fine if they were setting up some sort of you know elements of story that we could follow along as an audience member, but instead they're pretty much just pulling the fingers down the camera at their committed fan base. They're like, "Oh, did you like this as a TV show? <laughs> I'm so happy that you're mad because they stabbed their committed fans in the back." Yeah. It's so. It's just. I mean, and if you want to hear about that in more detail, obviously. The Is there entire, anywhere we could hear you talk about that movie? In yeah, more yeah. Detail? There's, there's actually. We recorded most of the episodes. Uh, <laughs> it's on the worst idea of all time. I I think it's so interesting and a testament to that movie in particular that. To precede it, you watched another movie 52 times, and since then you've watched one movie 60 times, and it still lingers in your head. It's it's uh, It was a goddamn nightmare, and I wouldn't, wish, <laughs> I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemies, honestly. What does it feel like to have seen a few movies more than the people that edited them? I, initially, it's a point of pride, because there's not a lot else you're achieving, so you take your victories where you find them. And you, I remember when we watched Grown Ups 2 like 30 times, we sort of... Is there a tipping point? Uh, There's several, I think. Yeah. Different different bits in the yeah. curve, but you know? We put out a press release saying that we are now the world's preeminent grown ups two experts. <laughs> and like and but it's just, and then eventually when you tip like you have to grasp onto these little moments of triumph because otherwise what are you doing? One sure. interesting thing that's happened for both Guy and I is we actually watch movies quite differently now, even if we're seeing them for the first time. There's this thing that happens where if you have to watch the same movie over and over again, your brain will just naturally drift towards any background action or character that's happening because okay. your brain is just desperately searching searching for new stimulus. Right, right. You just throw, you're throwing the same thing at it over and over again. It's got an imagination. It's trying to grab new bits of info wherever it can. So, like, now if I go to a movie, I will be not aware of what's happening in shot, like, that's, you know, in focus, but acutely aware of some extra that's fucking up way in the distance. Wow. <laughs> picked up the wrong thing, or they're doing a bad job of looking like they're having coffee or something. That's, so you've, like, broken a little bit. Yeah. Or maybe evolved. No. I think it's the first one. <laughs> We're definitely our brains but are this, sick. The thing is, we we uh, we are, are done now. So I look forward to. I don't know how how much you know time I'm going to need to put between me and this project. We are just going to the movies, you know, just like a regular person. You are you, do you think? Do you think? So you're you're not going to do a fourth season? No. There's, there's one. Do there you is think one that condition. something's going to come up? Like if, LCD sound system got back together. If the, yeah, good point. If they make they Grown Ups always, three, yeah, we are committed to watching that for two years. We, <laughs> whoa. 
when we were recording the first season, we were like, yeah, that's the only, that's the circumstance. What if uh, they make a spinoff of Grown Ups? No, nah, it doesn't count. It has to be gro- <laughs> If it's not Grown Ups 3. Have you signed paperwork? Grown-ups. We don't want to do it. Have you seen Grown Ups, a spinoff? <laughs> yeah. No. Well, they they, actually they all made money, right? <laughs> yeah. But I would watch I would watch the spinoff of Grown Ups once because it would be a fascinating thought right. experiment. Maybe they follow the guy who developed the inner tubes that they used and they go to a water park. <laughs> That's, is that yeah, Grown Ups that's, 1? Grown Ups okay, 1. So Sorry, am I confusing is, Grown Ups 1 no, with Grown Ups 2 again? You're actually confusing the DVD uh, <laughs> box, because yeah. on the box art, they are indeed in rubber tyres yeah. going down a, a water slide, yeah. and it does not happen in the film. <laughs> it's bullshit. Wow. Yeah. Imagine we're, misleading both of your fans like that. I know. Well, yeah, well, I mean, we were furious. We actually recorded, <laughs> we recorded a podcast about it. <laughs> Have you ever been out and uh, any of those three movies come up organically, unrelated to you guys having spent hundreds of hours watching you them? You mean in conversation? Yeah, and people are just like, hey, did you check out Sex and or something? Uh, yes, and depending how much energy, it's, I imagine uh, as a comedian, it would be similar to when someone comes up and says, they ask what you do, and sometimes you feel like you can tell them you do comedy because you're yeah. happy to talk about it, and then other times you just can't, it's, wouldn't be good. I understand. Yeah, yeah. That, that seems like exactly what it would be because sometimes you're, yeah, sometimes when you're in the right mood, it's like because it's the most interesting thing. But then sometimes for you're those like, normies out there, the plebs <laughs> as we call them, we call them normies if you haven't seen Grown Ups two fifty two times. <laughs> we have a whole subset of people. It's a very uh, exclusive class. So it's just so incredible how well this fit into the "What's yeah. a bad movie you've seen a lot?" question. Yeah, well, I mean, there you fucking I'm go. Still, I'm just sitting here thinking about how well it fit in. That's worse, amazing. Worse than that, though, it is, a tr- it is truly an affront to all of the amazing shows and movies that you know we just wave aside. Like yeah. it is so disrespectful. Game of, Game of Thrones, I haven't done that. I How have I not done that? I haven't seen a single right. episode of Game of Thrones. Actually, sure. I've seen a couple, but then I fell off during oh, the no. first season because my attention span is so low. You know, one of the reasons I don't watch some of these shows, Breaking Bad and, and uh, Game of Thrones specifically, is uh, my friend Jono would say, you got to watch these shows. And I'd say, I'm, I'm doing something else. And he'd go, oh, you're so pathetic, you'll, you'll never watch them. And then just, you know, yeah. stupid 20-year-old me was like, okay. There's <laughs> there's also something to be said, and it's come up on this show before, about how when people tell you you'll like something, you don't want to know that that's what they think about you, potentially. Yeah, it's true. Like, if they're wrong and you hate it, but that's what they think of you as. Yeah. But then wouldn't you want the information on what they're throwing at you as well? Maybe. So you can be like, hey, we need to sit down and have a little talk about why you think My Little Ponies was going to be my absolute product <laughs> a, du jour. A similar yeah. quandary to the central premise of the movie uh, What Women Want, starring Mel Gibson. Mm. Sure. Because he was hearing what everyone was saying, wasn't he? Just women, though. Oh, uh, yeah. Or was it everyone? No, it was just women. Just Surely. Women. It was just women. Otherwise, it would be called, look, what's everyone wanting? <laughs> <laughs> I think the cover of that movie's crazy because also Mel Gibson going down a water slide in a tire. <laughs> <laughs> and then I watched the damn thing. <laughs> didn't even go down a single yeah. water slide. I oh, that is a uh, it's this just blow my mind. This it it's so. Did you watch them on Netflix? I have like if you did you watch okay because I I need I know you've I know covered I'm it a million times. It. Yeah. Uh, but I'm just so curious if let's say you watched it on Netflix like 40 times in if Netflix is like what is <laughs> we did not we did not do that because that would absolutely scramble the algorithm yeah. and Although, they'd be like oh Adam Sandler popped up in this do you want to see it and I'd be like fuck you Netflix yeah, yeah. but uh, a fr- uh, funnily enough this is tangentially related a friend back home just sent us a news article 
I think by way of goading us to be like, someone's coming for you boys. And it was Netflix had released the news that someone had watched, within one year, someone had watched Madagascar 3 342 <laughs> times. <laughs> to me, that just means they have a kid that falls asleep to it. Yeah, exactly. That's, That's my theory. Because I, I was growing up, my brother. I hope, God, I hope so. If is, it's not yeah. that. If not, what if they just? I, yeah, I had a kid. <laughs> Was it yours? What, one I have seen a bunch of times that I still enjoy is the room. Oh like yeah, the, yeah, you know, I watched it yesterday. That's the whole experience, right yeah. there. Yeah, I think I've probably seen that movie somewhere between fifteen and twenty times. I would go out on a limb and say that's the movie the most people have seen more than ten times. I think you're right. Of maybe any movie in history, that one has the most people who've seen it more than ten times. Do you know maybe we, maybe Rocky Horror? Guy and I through the podcast we've got like a Patreon bit where people throw money at us and force us to watch other things. And we've been introduced to this filmmaker called Neil Breen, who I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with. I'm not. B-R-E-E-N. And we've only seen one of his movies so far, but he's got five. And uh, it's fucking ludicrous. It's crazy. We watched this movie called Pass Through, and it makes zero sense. <laughs> and it is, it is so fascinatingly bad in yeah. every way yeah. you could imagine it's bad in the same like it's it's bad in a very similar way to the room but also in a, like it's a it's your first reference point you're like this is what i'm watching is another iteration of it <laughs> yeah. but the somehow the story all the everything within the movie is significantly worse so it's but Whoa. it's another like swing really hard yes he is trying to do a lot of shit it. and talk about it. a lot of big ideas yeah. and this is not a man who should have been trusted with that there's nothing i love more than a hard swing at symbolism in a movie <laughs> where you're like, yeah, I guess I wouldn't have been able to figure that out unless you had it linger in front of me for 15 There's seconds. a scene in this movie where Neil Breen sits down in an international media center and broadcasts to the whole world mm-hmm. and literally just lines out, like, l- lays out his manifesto in essence. He's like, here's why I made the movie, here's what I think, and then the movie just resumes after this, like, 15-minute monologue. <laughs> I love, that's what I always watch that show. That I had watched that show, The Newsroom, that was Aaron Sorkin, and he there was no subtlety, and the whole first episode was somehow getting the main character in front of an audience where he can talk about why America's not the greatest country on Earth and why the news needs to fix it. I'm like, listen, Sorkin's not known for being the most um, gentle weaver of Imagine tales. if everyone in the world talked like he thinks they do. Yeah. That's why he can only make movies all of his best movies are about Steve Jobs and Mark Zuckerberg because <laughs> they actually talk how he thinks everyone because talks because they're insane it's incredible I love when it's not subtle like that well no one I don't know in modern society no one's going to let you talk that long like people will be like oh this seems like it's going to be a long monologue about America yeah he like, gave that whole fuck? he gave that whole thing and no one pulled their phone out yeah, how how no one's gonna let you talk that long well, right? the, uh, anywhere. The yeah. thing is, though, if, if they did pull their phone out, that would kind of be proving his point. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Alright, I want to... Uh, uh, we're going to get into one of, a little bit here. The first one we're going to do is, is movie before and afters. So I wrote some hypothetical movie plots mashing together two movies. 
And and like we went through earlier, an example would be The Wolf of Wally Street is about a robot that sells penny stocks. <laughs> and um, the theme today is Leonardo DiCaprio. So one of the movies and all of the answers is Leonardo. We found out last time because it took so long and no one could guess any of them. Because like, uh, what was one of them last time? Thor Fraggle Rock. <laughs> <laughs> that just turned out with, to be people being frustrated. So oh, we, we came up with a theme. So these ones are all all Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio movie before and afters. Only one of them. They're not like. But how did you describe Thor Fraggle Rock? Uh, it's uh, uh, oh boy, I don't remember. It's something like uh, the the Norse god of thunder has to save a, a bunch of Muppets from their demise. <laughs> <laughs> and people knew someone got it eventually. Didn't someone eventually guess it? And boy, did they feel great about themselves because <laughs> you see the lights click and then you, he put his hands up, which plays well on radio. <laughs> um, so so that we have three movies, and in each one, one of them is a Leonardo DiCaprio movie. All right, here's the first one. A writer becomes fascinated with the lavish lifestyle and past of the wealthy pollinating insect that he moved next door to. Oh, is it is something to do with the Great Gatsby and Bee movie? It's the uh, the the Great Gatsby movie. There it is, the Great Gatsby movie. Oh, you did wow. right. Well done, guy. Yeah, but you really uh, spiked home the volley there. Yeah, I thought they both had to have Leonardo DiCaprio in it. Oh no, no, only one, only okay. one. That was pretty explicit. Could I, I know <laughs> that you think you've dodged a hangover here, Caleb? But I'd be like, different. I thought you were joking. I was like, didn't I explain it for three minutes? Well, no, I was just like, oh, the theme. And who could forget Leonardo DiCaprio's iconic cameo in B movie? And then like, I was thinking, like, I get, was he one of the bees? He was the wasp. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't remember it Jerry. Was right, he is the. Uh, he was the. It was all caps. W A S P. All right. This here's the second one. Oh, boy, they get real bad. <laughs> I convinced myself to do the Leonardo DiCaprio theme before coming up with any of them, so I had to wedge them all in under the theme. A year after being left alone at home by his parents, a young boy finds himself alone in the five points, seeking revenge on the man who killed his father. Uh, well, I haven't seen it, but is, what's Basketball Diaries? Is that, a, is that a Leonardo DiCaprio movie? I was thinking The Island. Is he in there? No, he's not in the island. I think that's Ewan McGregor. He's in Shatter Island. <laughs> that's what I was thinking of. Shatter Island. But I've never seen it. So what What can you please... Gangs of New York. Um, can you please repeat it? Yeah. A year yeah. after being left alone at home by his parents... I reckon that's Home Alone, by the way, boys. A young boy... Fi- a year after being left home alone by his parents, a young boy finds himself alone in the five points, seeking revenge on the man who killed his father. Caleb, do you raise your hand? Is it uh... Uh, <laughs> it's Gangs of Lost in New York. Your Gangs of Home Alone Two, Lost okay, in New yeah, York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, oh, right. that's nice. There you go. There you go. <laughs> All right, the last one you got a. Uh, the last one makes less sense. What? Then you that gotta, one. It's, it's got to be in like the phrasing. Oh my god! Uh, that one you this jammed one will be the... the movie title inside another one like a goddamn sandwich. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's yeah. this one going to be? I've this always... one you work yeah. forwards then backwards. <laughs> Look, I've then... called Gangs of New York a hoagie many times on this podcast. <laughs> Uh, so this last one would be the Thor Fraggle Rock of this trio. Oh boy! It's all—it's like a zombies attempt to steal corporate secrets by invading your dreams in this satirical comedy horror movie. Inception Land? No. Uh, <coughs> zombies attempt. You're close though. Uh, what's? The, can you tell us about the zombies again? <laughs> zombies attempt to steal corporate secrets by invading your dreams in this satirical comedy horror movie. Oh, I. Uh, sh- Oh, Sean of the uh, Sean of the 
Inception of the Dead. There it is, Inception of ah. the Dead. Caleb, <laughs> <laughs> nice can we get a, a a xylophone success here? Oh, I, I forgot to get something to hit it with. That's okay. You, gonna... you can hit it with that thing. It is. <laughs> it sounds. That's... Is that a? Oh, there we go. No, no. I like the the way you hit it. Made it sound like meat. <laughs> there you go. What a roaring success that sound effect was. <laughs> Inception of the Dead, that was great. You I got like that this very one. quickly. That oh, one yes. is crazy, huh? That is a thunder. This is a new addition. We've never had the instruments here in the studio. and uh, They might just be a one-week thing, I suspect. This is supposed to be thunder? Shake it. And, Pretty good. Yeah, if you're so dismissive now, Caleb, you do a thunder noise with your voice. <laughs> yeah, no, now you're just doing an impression of the circle thing. <laughs> Okay, so I want to try. Can I, can I tell you something real yeah. quick? Yes. You yeah. look like Patrick Schwarzenegger. Who's that? Arnie's son. I look like his son. Yeah, and oh, we've both you. got a tattoo of him on our on ourselves. Both guy and I. Really? Of yeah. Patrick Schwarzenegger? Yeah, because he's in Grown Ups too. <laughs> he is. Yeah, we asked our fans to pay for our trip to come here the first <laughs> time, and we said if you guys give us enough money, we'll get tattoos. And we didn't think it would happen, and it happened real fucking quick. Was oh, it uh, yeah. agreed upon that that was the tattoo that you would get? Uh, we sort of once once we'd crossed the amount of threshold, we sort of banged that out with each other. We just said it would be grown ups too themed, and then sure. everyone loves our, our petty choice. How big? How big are these tattoos? <laughs> Pretty big, about as big as my hand. Whoa, got that big? Just on my on my. Thigh. Are you? Do you have to be more careful now about what you say you will do if you get? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you're always a Patrick Schwarzenegger tattoo yeah. away from understanding your audience. It's that. <laughs> Don't say it unless you mean it. That's what I mean. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate you guys agreeing. If anyone listens to this podcast, you'll get another tattoo. Um, thank you, Ray. I don't remember saying. How about a tattoo of me? I would love to be next to that. That would be so funny. Like it's Patrick Schwarzenegger and then a guy who looks like Patrick Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Patrick Schwarzenegger and then a guy who looks like we paid a less good tattoo artist to do a tattoo of Patrick Schwarzenegger. <laughs> we let Patrick Schwarzenegger tattoo a self-portrait on our other thigh. And it looks a little bit like Caleb Sinan. <laughs> That's a good put down. <laughs> you, you look like Patrick Schwarzenegger tried to draw his own face. <laughs> it sounds so nice until you uh, think about it. That's fine. Because even most artists' self portraits are very degrading of themselves. Yeah. Okay, we want to get. I got another. Another. This is a new game uh, that we're going to play here where I am going to listen to a movie score and sing the movie score. And then you guys have to guess what it is, okay? So I got to take my headphones off here and plug them into my computer. Uh, I put the game sayer in order of uh, how likelihood to fail, from least to highest. So I'm gonna plug. But them. we've still got your dead uh, trailer. Not you guys fail. The game to. itself fail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be after our scenes here. That's gonna be at the very end of the show. Cool. I got to bury it so far that I assume my dad will never listen to it. Right. What do you tell him the recordings are for? He knows it's for this, but he doesn't know what this is. <laughs> if that makes sense, I'm like, it's for the podcast. He's uh, like, oh, yes, the podcast. <laughs> and it, it hasn't come out. At the point we're recording this, it hasn't come out yet. So there's no way he thinks it's real. And and I'm like, Dad, it went so great. And he's like, where can I listen to it? I'm like, no one can listen to it. And he's like, what What are you doing in Los Angeles? <laughs> I love I'm the amount of my dreams, Pappy. Yeah, I love the amount of information you gave him for him to okay this. Yeah. Right. I was like, it's kind of like a radio show. And he's like, so I can listen to it. I'm like, no, the part of it that's like a radio show that you know is the only difference. Yeah. 
what you think a radio show is, it's nothing like that, but the rest of it's like a radio show. Well, you know how like parents mess stuff up? They'll be like, my face? And you're like, no. But podcast really does sound like a parent was trying to say something and they yeah. messed it up because it's. I still don't know why we call them a podcast. I don't don't mean, I, don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't really know what it means. Does anyone, Andrew, what is a podcast? Andrew. Pod from I and cast from broad. Yeah. They could have called it iBroad, but that's loaded. Yeah. Isn't it? At this point, iBroad is just a phrase that's going to get killed from the vernacular all across anyone's uh, big time. Yeah. Well, and rightly so. Yes. <laughs> we all agree. iPod plus cast. That was confirmation. Andrew's our producer. He was holding up. Now, I don't know if it's confirmation. That was a Word document. That wasn't anything online. He just typed <laughs> that into a Word document and held down. it up. Uh, but he does have a computer. All right. Uh, so I'm going to sing one here, okay? The first one, I have not seen the movie, but I, I I listened to it earlier, and I was like, oh, I heard this before. I can't sing. You'll find out. Maybe my headphones don't work. Indiana Jones. There it is. It's Indiana Jones. Oh, good. Yeah, that one's famous, right? Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. There's funnily enough, that's one I watched for the first time on on the flight to Los Angeles. Yeah. Oh, really? Does it hold up? I haven't seen any of them. It was kind of slow. Really? It was the first one, Raiders of the Lost Ark. What is the one everyone likes, the second one? People like the second one, maybe Temple of Doom. Is that one? Temple of Doom, I think. Yeah, is everyone's I like favorite. the Temple of Doom. Everyone kind of hates. Christopher I've done Scott. that for this show before. I'm so confused when all movies like it's like. Have you never seen Temple of Doom or any James Bond? Like whenever a movie starts slow, I'm like, why? There's no need for that. Like you can just start. I, I think, think a lot of these so old strange. movies that we haven't seen before built the building blocks for all the movies we've seen and liked that have to be either more concise yeah. or hyper modern versions of those, like action movies and stuff now. Like, I think, like, John Wick is a movie that I really like, oh, I and it's an John action Wick. movie that's like, all right, the action movie's on, and it just, it almost starts in the second act of every action movie. From, <laughs> like, Die Hard so has true, yeah. a first act. Yeah, it does. It sets things up. John Wick eventually. is just like, you know what, you, it's a weird world. Just figure it out. And <laughs> I like that a lot. I don't know, there's, there's a fucking dog. I don't know. You're going to see some cool <laughs> shit. Just get on board. The beginning is so minimal, and then the second one was even less. Yeah. The guy is just like, oh, John Wick will probably come here and kill us. And you're like, but why do you have his car? And it doesn't matter. No, no matter. So those movies are, if I don't know, they because I think that builds off of some, all these other revenge movies through time. I think the ones that we reference all the time, like Indiana Jones and like older James Bond movies, had to build to what they can then play yeah. off of now. Well, yeah, I was a goddamn yeah. film I, I, I was reading recently that, bef- you know, a while ago, films were entirely silent. No. <laughs> that doesn't sound right to me. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, I don't agree. <laughs> I don't agree that that ever happened. That's fair. <laughs> I had uh, I don't know if we got into this. I had I, what did I, I I watched the Foreigner, the Jackie Chan movie that came out maybe like two months ago, and it was so good. And I was thinking about how Jackie Chan is like the only person who exists today who could have been a silent film star oh, yeah. because he is so funny and so good at action. Oh uh, yeah, that I think he's he's like he's really the, the evolution Cajun of like Buster Keaton of 
our time. Where it's incredible. He's and he's still funny. I, it, those th- this movie like blew the Taken movies out of the water for me because he's so good at fighting and he's also so funny while he's doing the fighting. Like that's what Keaton was so good at. Was just he was funny at getting f- over there. He just yeah. walk across the street funnier than everybody else. Yeah, and yeah. just move funnier and talk to people funnier. And Jackie Chan is so good at that. But when Buster Keaton would would talk in the movies, of course, there wouldn't actually be any any audio. Well, see, that's the <laughs> the good part about Jackie Chan is the dialogue hasn't mattered yet. <laughs> in almost any of them. I just um, wondered, was he trying to be a serious fighter and then people just started laughing at him and he's like, what's going on? Or I don't like, think so. He... I think he started actually making like, because he has good action movies that weren't. Jackie Chan. He started as an extra in Bruce Lee films. Mm-hmm. Oh. And he he said that he what he wanted to do to stand out was he would watch Bruce Lee closely and do the opposite. Oh, and so he learned. That's I'm I'm being serious, and he learned the opposite. And he's like, I want to do the opposite fighting style. I want it to be unique and stand out. And so that's what he did. Well, that's cool. That is cool. I don't know how we got. Oh, silent movies. Anyways, all right. Score two. I I don't remember if I listened to this one or not. I got a lot of links, um, and I don't remember this one being famous. <laughs> Why am I doing any of this? Dean do de do de do. Do, 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 I know this. Do. do you really? Yep, I do. It's uh, Home Alone 1. It is Home Alone 1. Yeah, Home which Alone is 1. Another John Williams composed <laughs> yeah, I think uh, score. He seems, he's incredible. He wor- Yeah, so like obviously he worked on a lot of Spielberg movies and did the themes for um, Superman and Indiana Jones. And there's another third one that sounds really similar as well. But then he did a, a bunch of John Hughes movies as, as well. You want to know the sort of freaky sort of motherfucker we're dealing with over here by the name of Tim Bat? He's a guy who will just, you know, fall asleep listening to the score from the social network. Oh, I do like the social network Yeah, but that's a really score. good score. I remember it's a good score. It's, I've done it to Interstellar a few times as well, but holy shit, man, that will haunt your nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> it's real freaky. You should try doing it to Dunkirk. Oh, uh, yeah, that would... I th- is that Hans Zimmer as well, do you know? Yeah, it's just a I clock ticking. Oh, boy. <laughs> that's right. I forgot. Yeah, I had... Is. When I first got a DVD player, it came with a copy of The Skulls and Blue Streak were the two movies it came with. Nice. And I did, could, I, DVD player was like $300 when yeah. I got it. And I fell asleep watching the, to The Skulls, and then it goes back to the menu, and then it played the same like eight seconds of the score from the movie, which is not a good movie, it, over and over and over and over again. And I kept having nightmares about it. Oh, God. If anyone claims that they like bought a Blu-ray player back when they were super expensive, now you can probably get them for sort of 80 bucks or something mm-hmm. from Kmart. Yeah. But, you know, back when they first came out, instead of getting a PlayStation 3, I'm like, this motherfucker is a film nerd. I yeah. had a roommate I, that I lived with when I first moved to New York who swore HD DVD was going to win and had ah. 200 of them. <laughs> we and he meaning, was invested in all would, of these HD DVDs. And he's dozens like, of us. It's crazy, but it wasn't the thing. It's worse quality. Than Blu-ray, it's like half yeah. the size of Blu-ray. That's right, yeah. That's, but that's he was great. like, the marketing is so much better. <laughs> the so, mar- it's the same marketing. I know. And so he had all these HD DVDs, and then they quit making them and quit making the HD DVD player. And he was just like, streaming's going to catch on. <laughs> and he was right. Eventually. He was right. Eventually, even a, your dumbass friends right twice a decade. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how the idiom goes. Yeah. All right, we have one more uh, uh, game. Game here. Are we done with the scores? We're done with the scores. Dang it! I know. 
There was, a strong, day. there was a strong area for you. <laughs> well, I remember... It's rare that I'm good at things. Have, <laughs> you noticed, have you noticed that on planes, it sounds like the Home Alone score sometimes when they're like doing something, there's like a noise that'll go like... And you're like... And I'm always waiting and it's just, like, it's just a little beep in the plane. It's also very similar to the Harry Potter theme if you play them sort of back oh. to back. It is very similar yeah. to Harry Potter. I actually, I thought Harry, my first thought was Harry Potter. Yeah, there's a lot of people who think that it was sort of lifted. But it's a pretty basic sort of melody. Anyway. Well, there's a lot of similar, it, what it, to me, it sounds like the holidays. There's a lot of similar there's plot points John Hughes. in Harry Potter and Home Alone too. if you watch closely enough. That's true. They're both abandoned children. Bangs. They? they both mm-hmm. have bangs. Yeah. 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 They both uh, they both marry Ron Weasley's little sister. They both no, underestimate bearded men. I'll just stop you there, guy. That's only one of the pictures. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's right. Ron Weasley. They're and both, both wizards. Oh, okay. <laughs> they both have no regard for the life of people on the opposite side of them. Yeah, that's true. That's I'd say the same that's movie deep, almost. Man. Yeah. Uh, I noticed when I was listening to all these scores that the American Beauty score sounds like the default iPhone ringtone. I can't remember the American. What's the iPhone ring? The iPhone ringtone's like dun 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 da 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 da. But listen. Ah, yeah. And was Nip Tuck pretty similar to this as well? Just the album art. Just the young girl covered in flowers. Similar album art. Doesn't that sound like that sounds exactly like the iPhone thing? I always thought that was the weirdest choice for the cover for American Beauty, like. You're not going to have any of the stars' faces. You're just going to have a, a well, belly button. Well, thank God now, am I right? <laughs> now you could be mistaken for not knowing it's a Kevin Spacey film and pick it up. And plus, you know, everything I'm reading about that bag. <laughs> yeah. That the bag treated Wiz Bentley like <laughs> shit. Well, the tagline for American Beauty was like, look closer, was on the cover, which is now it's like, hmm. Right. That launched that meme, you know, yeah. where you zoom in and they say, go to the right corner. Oh, that was American Beauty? Yeah, yeah. If you look real close at the poster, there's all sorts of secrets. Oh, the first meme. <laughs> the first. American Beauty's one of those movies that when I first saw it made me feel so smart. And then every time I rewatched any of it, I like hated it mm-hmm. a little bit more. And now I'm just like, was that ever good? Or did we all get tricked into Is thinking it, it was good? I've only seen it I don't one know. time. Is it? I don't know, but sometimes I think I'll overthink a movie like that and be like, is this, is this faux intellectual, or am I just when, not allowed what, to like what it What age did you watch it as well, I think, is I an think I question. think I saw it probably right after I saw it won uh, Best Picture, and I was like, interested. It's like 2000s probably when I saw it. So you know so how I was 12 or 13. everyone loves Donnie Darko and thinks that that's an amazing I think it might cinema. be one of those. It's very smart. Yeah. Um, I like fully agreed and thought it was an amazing film until I saw another movie that the same dude made called Southland Tales, mm-hmm. which is the most diabolical. It's a, such a crazy bad movie that it made me re-examine my appreciation for Donnie Darko in yeah. light of that. I was like, maybe he just tripped over a bunch of stuff accidentally and had some good actors. I think so. This is down to. I've him. had people tell me that that's how I'm going to feel about Three Billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Which I loved. I loved that one too. And I'm from Missouri, and I think I would oh, have loved any movie that happened yeah. there. Three billboards. I've heard good things. About and that, I yeah. loved it. I loved it. I, I loved cried. It I thought it was interesting. And then I've had multiple people be like, "It's one of those movies that you're going to eventually think was is, was not." Great. And I'm like, "Well, don't tell me that well, now. How do tell they me know? How do they know how you're going to feel in yeah, ten years? T- I, I, first of all, I never like Crash. That's like what I always start. I'm, I never like Crash. <laughs> but I liked it the first time I saw it. You want us to slow down and keep talking about this? Oh, okay. keep going. <laughs> I never know what the take the finger and roll it in the circle thing is. I always think that means... Uh, That's like, he's like, pump it up. Pump it it's up. like Arsenio. He's, he's Arsenioing. Yeah. I've always thought this is one down. 
And yeah, Johnny Carson would do this when he was like real feeling real horny. Oh, you guys are doing a lot of good visual comedy for this <laughs> yeah. entirely audio guys, product. <laughs> visual comedy based on. You guys like Johnny Carson? <laughs> all right, I'm going to listen to this. The podcast. next game is I'm going to hold up a picture and we're all going to laugh at it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good worst idea ever podcast. The all visual gag podcast. <laughs> all right, our last game is I'm going to tell you guys the the some of the obscure trivia from from movies on two movies. Uh, but and um, you're going to have to guess what movie it's from. So I just went on IMDb and I typed in the, the first two movies that popped into my head. And so then you're going to have to guess what trivia this movie's from. And so. Uh, well, and it gets a little bit, I think, more specific, but it starts obscure. All right, here's the first one. Mel Gibson was offered the lead role initially, but he turned it down because he said he was too old. This movie was DreamWorks' first ever double disc DVD. Shrek. <laughs> Imagine Mel Gibson. I'm too old for Shrek. Do you know? Um, uh, oh God, what's his name? The guy from SNL, very overweight, who died tragically young. Chris Farley? Chris Farley was the original mm-hmm. voice of Shrek. And his and audition recorded, is incredible. He recorded like 80% of the mm-hmm. movie and then died. And then they had to redo the whole thing with Mike Myers. Yeah. I should have got Paul Walker's brother to do the rest <laughs> of the film. <laughs> Shrek? To do the rest of Shrek? Yeah. <laughs> to Wait. Shrek to Ogre? Shrek too, oh, that's called Shrek Too Fast, Too Furious, actually. <laughs> so... So, so, is, so was this was DreamWorks, DreamWorks first double disc DVD. And what was the first one again, sir? Mel Gibson was offered the lead role. He turned it down because he said he f- was too old for that character. Uh, here, this one, this is one of my favorite trivia facts I've, I've ever read on IMDb. Like their equivalents today, those depicted in the movie would frequently do product endorsements. I know it's the, the Last Samurai. It is Samurai not. love doing product <laughs> endorsements. Uh, the producers considered including this in the script, but discarded the idea as too unbelievable, even though it is real. Oh, man. The prop snow in the opening battle scene and aftermath was created using little pieces of rolled up paper. It's the Matrix, isn't it? Based <laughs> on a true story. Mel Gibson. The film was disliked by Roger Ebert. In his review, he described it as looking muddy, fuzzy, and indistinct. Ooh, ooh and, I, know oh, it, I know it, I know it. And oh. criticized the writing you for can its guess, bitter... Do I guess, or yeah, do we... guess. It's Gladiator. It is Gladiator. Oh, yeah. nice. I was going to say Fight Club. And then the last one is the other people considered for the main role before uh, they chose Russell Crowe were Hugh Jackman and Antonio Banderas, who both had scheduling issues. Oh. Hugh Jackman back then? Mm-hmm. He would have been a very young he man. Wanted, uh, one of the things is that he wanted an unknown, and Mel Gibson right. was the exception he would make to that. Right. That's cool. Huh. Probably for the best that he didn't land that role, because that, and the cop video thing was after that, right? During it. it. That's Gladiator. the craziest part. He was watching Gladiator while he was yelling at the cop. <laughs> that is nuts. That's why he got pulled over. He wasn't yeah, he paying got... attention to the road. <laughs> I think one of my favorite f- things, I like Gladiator a lot. It's a movie I like. One of the th- craziest things is there's a written sequel about it that was never made, and this is the plot to the sequel that Russell Crowe has said is one of the best scripts he's ever read, which, you know. <laughs> it takes place in where Maximus is brought back to life throughout all of the biggest battles in history, and he participates in them all. He's there for like the American Revolution. He's there what? for like Napoleon. He's there like and Forrest Gump. He, he's travel. Yeah, exactly. He's like Forrest Gumping major battles. By they reincarnate him, and he's like, it's a great script. I can't believe it, it hasn't been made. This, this is so Quantum Leap Gladiator. It, yeah. Yes. Yes. Fuck, I'd watch that. I mean, that you, we would all watch it. Cool. I'd watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on board. I mean, if it's streaming on Crackle, I'm there. <laughs>
Thank you, Crackle, for sponsoring the podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thank you, Crackle. <laughs> we want to give a big shout-out to Are Crackle. Are we actually sponsored by Crackle? No. Uh, I, I, too, would like to double down on that endorsement after being told that this is, in fact, not being sponsored. <laughs> oh, <by> man. <laughs> when thank- you... When you're looking for a streaming platform that isn't one of the ones, you immediately know. <laughs> when you don't have a login for Snap or Pop, <laughs> it's Crackle. All right, so we have, here's here's our second movie. Here's the trivia facts. As stated in the commentary, which first off, what a pretentious way to start a trivia <laughs> fact on IMDb, but that's what it said. As, as stated in the commentary, experts were brought in to match the handwriting of Abraham Lincoln, Queen Victoria, and Calvin Coolidge. Gladiator uh, 2. <laughs> <laughs> Bill and Ted. The saying made by John Wilkes Booth after his assassination of Lincoln and leap from the balcony, Six Semper Tyrannus, is a shortened version of the Latin phrase, Six Semper Avello mortem tyrannis, meaning thus always bring death to tyrants. I don't know why that is one of the trivia facts. Is this movie Lincoln? No. <laughs> but he, Randy Travis shot his cameo in one day at 1 a.m. I don't even know who Randy Travis is. It is it uh, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter? <laughs> no, it's not, but I don't know who Randy Travis is either. The torch that the main character holds on the DVD box is the same torch design that he uses when he finds the treasure in the first movie. Is this National Treasure? Book of Secrets? Yes, it is. Nice one, Caleb. And the last trivia fact. This is the second of the two movies starring Nicolas Cage, where the main character has access to the JFK files. (laughs) (laughs) The other one being The Rock. Every (laughs) trivia fact was linking it to the movie The Rock. What was his rank in The Rock that he had access to the JFK files? I think that's just a riff he does in every movie. Right. In Gone in 60 Seconds, he's like, we gotta get in that car. I have access to the JFK files. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think it's time to get into our movies here. Woo. The purpose of the podcast. All right. So everyone knows these are our little scripts, little scenes that have been written by people who have never seen the movie or never seen the television show. And today we have two heavy hitters of movies. Uh, we have a guy you've never seen, The Godfather. That is correct. Wow. And we'll get to that one first. And then, and then Tim, you've never seen Goodfellas. Correct. Um, which The Godfather I've also never seen. Wow, and Goodfellas is one good. of my three or four favorite movies. Goodfellas is really nice, and so 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 the Godfather. We'll, we're gonna we'll do a scene, then we'll talk about it a little bit, then we'll get into Goodfellas. And we have all these instruments. No one wanted any of the egg shakers. I mean, I got I'll an t- egg shaker. Okay. Oh, that thing just came with four. This kind of sounds Christmas. That kind of no, that sounded like the uh, soundtrack to the Imitation Game. This is Christmas. That is Christmas. So I got a children's musical toy set off of Amazon.com. Big shout out to Amazon. Not a sponsor, but a website where you can buy. Why am I telling people? Of course they know what it is. Yeah. Uh, website for purchases. Great idea to put brightly lit toys in front of famously, you know, yeah. uh, comedians and not people with a great set of focus. <laughs> oh, everyone came in and immediately started playing with them before saying hi to each other. Like, yeah. oh, what do we got going on over here? Uh, so we'll, we'll score the scene. And we'll we'll have anyone doing. You can kind of go with it. So let's. Do you want to you want to cast this thing up here? Yeah, sure. I'll cast it up uh, now. Uh, Caleb, you can please play Wendy. Wendy. All Who's right. The, she is you. I mean, you'll find out. Wendy. Uh, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Greg. Sure. And for you, Tim, uh, yes. there's a cameo at the very end. You'll see it when it comes up. Oh, okay. So just you just when it's not Wendy or Greg, you'll know. You know the characters. 
from The Godfather, whose names we're all familiar with, Wendy and Greg. Yeah, the two, <laughs> the two main characters. <laughs> that seems right to me. It seemed like a movie where everyone had a nickname. Yeah, so this is this is the opening scene of The Godfather. Okay. Great. One of my favorite. <laughs> An interior, night, a middle-class suburban home in 1970s America. A really killer couch and chair set sit in the middle of the lounge. <laughs> Pointed towards a state-of-the-art television. Hmm. These people are doing pretty good. <laughs> there is a coffee table with books and magazines scattered across it. The topmost book is called Popular, Popular Names for Boys, 1979. <laughs> Subtle storytelling, that. Yes, this is a good little three-pager, man. Uh, Wendy, Marilyn Monroe, I've cast it. Accurately, I think. Heavily pregnant, but comfortably lounging, sits next to her husband, Greg, Al Pacino, not pregnant. Wendy is channel surfing. What do you think about Tyson? Too tough. Michael? We've talked about Michael. He's not going to have the same name as his cousin. Wesley, Nathaniel, Gabriel? You... You want to out, you know, you want our boy to be treated like a rag doll in the schoolyard? You know what we used to do to boys called Wesley? We'd call him Weepin' Wesley. Weepin' Wesley. Weepin' Wesley. Yeah, Weepin' Wesley. Weepin' Wesley. I know the story, Greg. Weepin' Wesley. Weepin' Wesley. Weepin' Wesley. Weepin' Wesley. Weepin' Wesley. And, you know, so on and so forth till he'd cry and we'd say, see, that's why we call you that. Kids are different now. Nobody will bully our boy. Kids are. <laughs> Animals, and Nathaniel is a fucking stupid name as well. It is a stupid name. Just, just stop it, Nathan. Why add the eel? <laughs> Who are you, Daniel? Exactly. Jeez, I love you. I love you too. The two sit in a warm and comfortable silence. Eric? No. With you the- sit in a warm and comfortable silence, please. Bum, 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 ba, 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 bum. Eric? With a K or with a C? With a K? Too European. With a C then? Too American. Wendy is exacerbated. Greg <laughs> is also growing frustrated with himself. Look, how about we just open up the book to a random page and whatever it lands on, that's what we call him. Well, Greg, are you sure? It seems too risky. He'll have, he has this name for his whole life. We clearly ain't getting anywhere and we have other matters to attend to. Important matters. You're right. Let's do it. Greg picks up the almighty book and throws it down on his lap. Here goes. <laughs> Here goes. Greg turns to a random page in the book. It opens up. He shuts his eyes and wildly points to the page. Vance! Vance? Here, Vance. Have some pizza. Hey, Vance. You want any pizza? Vance, bring us the pizza. I love you, Vance. Now, would you be... I'm, we're committing to this now. Now, would you be a darling here and order your dad some pizza? I love it. Oh, me too. Perfect. Well, now we've got that sorted. It's time to choose our godfather. <laughs> Marlon Brando walks through the front door carrying a slice of pizza and a gun. Can I be of assistance? Canned laughter, rapturous studio <laughs> applause, opening credits roll, The Godfather. Fantastic. Shout out to our engineer for nailing that one with yeah. the door open and the rousing applause. Oh, boy. 
We got that live, everybody. That wasn't in post. Yeah. Can you believe I had enough friends to come in here and do the applause? (laughs) (laughs) Guy, I've heard that with script writing, dialogue is always the trickiest bit to get it just so, so that you are communicating as many ideas as quickly as possible, but still maintaining that natural human ebb and flow. Right. And can I just say, you absolutely nailed it. Yeah, thank you. Definitely the ebbs. It was (laughs) flawless. Thank you. A flawless script. It was very good. So what... <laughs> I haven't seen The Godfather, so I don't know if it was completely accurate or not. So then I imagined, I didn't have time to write this, but then I imagined a good opening montage of Marlon Brando and his his, uh, his godson, you know, going around, doing eating pizza, making the pizza, delivering the pizza, <laughs> uh, killing bad guys. <laughs> yeah, okay, I can see that. I mean, I don't Is know. Is this because, like... Is that because they buy the Italian? And so yeah, that's I think it's, the pizza's, it's, it's, it's an the Italian, Italian movie. Yeah. It's the Italian thing. Yeah, it's authentic. It's not like he's going to deliver Chinese yeah. food or something. <laughs> okay, okay, sure. Well, that makes sense. I mean, I has has anyone in this room seen The Godfather? I've seen it. And? I mean, <laughs> how much pizza is like in the movie, It's like about the Caleb? mafia. There's not a lot of pizza and... Uh, what do the mafia eat? Uh, they, they, I don't know. I didn't... Pasta. Not a lot of eating. Okay. They didn't eat the whole time? The movie's three hours long and no one ate. They eat like a cannoli in one scene. A cannoli. <laughs> spaghetti. Hey, give me Forget a pepperoni and a cannoli. There's one scene where they sit there and like it's like way long and the guy's like, all right, so you... And he just teaches them how to cook something and it has nothing to do with... You're just like, why is this taking so long? Beautiful storytelling, Caleb, yeah, this way. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes it's the notes you don't play. Right, uh, and sometimes it's the scenes about cooking that don't seem to make any sense. <laughs> that you look back years later and you're like, ah, it didn't make any sense. <laughs> I heard there's a lot of footage on the cutting room floor of them doing a pizza day. <laughs> <laughs> it's because they tossed that footage in the air and didn't catch it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's its own fault for being round. All right, we're going to get into... Fat uh, shaming uh, pizza, everybody. <laughs> Watch yourself out there. This is uh, some sharp comedy. <laughs> Tim, you have never seen Goodfellas. Did you guys talk about what you're going to do beforehand and both end up just doing mob movies? No, I don't know how this happened, actually. I pretty much... Uh, uh, I thought of one gag and then worked backwards. I think we all figured that out. <laughs> but I was like, I was so excited about the gag, I didn't want to tell Tim. Yeah. I, but I, I wanted to be like, Tim, I got this idea, but I couldn't. I wanted to be a surprise. I hope his is secretly almost exactly the same. So do I. Um, but it's as good, fellas. Well, let's find out, let's shall find we? Let's find out. Well, you want to cast this one up? Okay. So, Kyle, I would like you to play Thomas. Okay. Uh, who's sometimes called Tommy, so just be aware of that. Sure. <laughs> is that Andy Dick? Cool. That's how it goes. And then uh, I'm going to go. Uh, uh, Don't overthink it. I'm trying to remember how many <laughs> characters there are. Caleb, there's Kevin and there's Samuel and yeah, there's sorry. Beth. Caleb. You're gonna be you're gonna be um, uh, Kevin. I'll be Kevin. Keep the that that sounds together. And then guy, you're gonna be who's left? Samuel. Samuel and Beth. Jesus, that should not have taken me that long. I'll be Samuel. He can be both of them. He can be Samuel, Samuel and Beth. Beth. Yeah, it's very few lines. Okay. Seem to yeah, great. I'll do Samuel and Beth. All right. So this is you want to give us our intro here. Oh, okay. A clear sky shines over downtown Manhattan and <clears> the greatest <throat> city on earth, New York City, the city that lives in New York. <laughs> Three men donning black suits sit at a local. <laughs> 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 New York Dolphins. Three men donning black suits sit at a local diner. Their faces are leathery and weathered like a discarded handbag at the beach. These men are Italian, like a discarded Italian handbag at an Italian beach. 
Three coffee cups sit in front of the trio who are all smoking. Cigarettes, not coffee. Nobody is smoking coffee. A newspaper reveals the date. October 1st, 1958. Well, fellas, this is it. I have to sell the family business. Oh, say it ain't so, Tommy. You know... You think you know a person? I mean, you really think after 35 years of marriage and three beautiful children children together (laughs) and one ugly one that you understand a woman? Oh, Tommy, you can't sell. Nobody can do what you do. Nobody else could handle the delicate business of dressmaking for men who secretly like to dress like broads. Well, someone's going to have to have to, ain't they? (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it. Samuel has been silent up until now, but suddenly and audibly chokes on a muffin. After a symphony of unearthly death re- death uh, death rattles. Q. Now you're going to make those noises with your mouth, man, like you're dying. Oh. Yeah, perfect. Kevin slaps him hard on the back, dislodging the food. Samuel gasps <laughs> deeply for air while also trying to talk like nothing has happened. Listen, the way I sees it, Tommy, your wife... <laughs> She don't know how good she got it. Your kids, they ain't never had to work for nothing. You provide them with a beautiful home and put food on the table. If they can't support your dream of turning yourself in a dress to be worn by a beautiful lady on Madison Avenue, that's their problem, not yours. Hey, 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 wait a minute here. Tommy, you want to turn yourself into a dress? What are those ears filled with? Rocks? Liquid rocks? Then you pour it into your ears? Forget about it. It's Tommy's big dream. Tommy looks distantly out the diner window and watches a dog getting hit and killed. Hold up. You had that sound effect too handy. The car wreck. But Tommy, why? Tommy takes a sip of coffee. There was method. He did it. He did it. When my parents, God rest their souls, arrived here from Sicily when I was just a baby, we didn't have much. But my parents gave me the best upbringing they could. And my mother, God rest her soul, she loved fashion rags. Why, I remember walking up to street vendors, telling them her baby had stopped breathing, and when they'd check on me, she'd grab as many of those glitzy magazines as she could and fits up her skirt. God rest her soul. <laughs> we come home, and God rest her soul, she'd sit at the sewing table for hours just trying to recreate what those upper crust bras were wearing. We didn't have no fancy material, so my mother, God rest her soul, would use older magazines she'd lifted and sew them together. She'd get up before dawn on a Saturday and set up shop at the market screaming, Paper dresses! Get your paper dresses here! She never sold one outfit, God rest her soul. Yeah, but that don't explain why you want to be addressed, do it, Tommy. I miss my mother, fellas, and the only way I could think to make her proud, God rest her soul, is to become a human dress. The tinkle of a doorbell is heard as a beautiful and but solidly built uh, debutante walks in. Time appears to slow as she removes her very large hat. Like the kind you see at the race days, you know, with horses and shit. What the fuck are they called? The real silly ones. Fascinators. Yeah, a fucking fascinator. A big honking red one. Well, check out the games on Lady Luck over there. Oh my god, she's perfect. A total ten. You know what? Suzanne used to look like that. Uh, Your mother? No, his wife! What? You got rocks where your brain should be or what? (laughs) Samuel beats Kevin across the head a few times. (laughs) Jesus. Oh, we lost a lot of stuff. Um, Meanwhile... God, can you sort that out? Yeah, Yeah, I'm all over it. Thomas, meanwhile, has made his way over to the mystery lady. <laughs> Good morning there, miss. I'm Thomas. I 
I'm Beth. <laughs> Pleasure to meet your acquaintance. Say, I know this is kind of forward, but I couldn't help but notice you, that as well as beautiful, you look like you're built sturdy. How would you feel about wearing me as a dress down Madison Avenue? Well, Thomas, <laughs> that sounds absolutely dreadful, and I'm not quite sure why you'd escalate to that. You'll have to excuse me, miss. You just remind me of my dear old mother, God rest her soul, and I feel like the only way to reconnect to her is to be worn by a beautiful lady as a dress while she walks down Madison Avenue. Maybe it's a wraparound style sort of thing. Maybe it's like a little possum hugging your back. Hugging your back. I know we can figure that out. Beth reaches into her handbag and produces a business card. Well, Mr. Thomas, this man is a psychotherapist, and he's very good. <laughs> I think you should go to him and talk about the issues with your mother. Flash forward to interior, doctor's office, Thomas on a chaise lounge. Well, Doc, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. I never got approval from my mother that I wanted, God rest her soul. And so I'm seeking, trying to seek validation from women I enter romantic relationships with to fill the hole. But you shouldn't seek maternal approval from your wife. And you're not supposed to ask ladies to wear you as a human dress. This feels like a real breakthrough. Well, they don't call me the good doctor for nothing. <laughs> well, if mother was here now, God rest her soul, I'm sure she would agree that I'm really a good fella. Ah, very and tidy. <laughs> I have to say, <laughs> for having never seen The Godfather or Goodfellas, you both did almost write scenes from The Sopranos. Interesting. <laughs> Actual, neither of you have seen The Sopranos? No. Nope. You, he, the whole show is framed around him going to a therapist to talk about mother issues. Huh. Oh. And most of the other one is them talking about eating. And, and does does uh, one of the characters have rocks in their head or something? <laughs> uh, multiple, probably. Uh, liquid rocks. Liquid rocks that they pour through their ear. That's right. Uh, if you want to be exact about there it. There was actually something that I cleaned up that line. It, it was a lot longer before, and he was explaining how it was liquid rocks you got to pour in your ear, and then they have. That's what some of writing is. is yeah, is, they always say, write drunk, edit sober. <laughs> I like that. I'm going to do that from now on. Yeah, yeah. Both of them were... T- yeah, I would, while we were doing them, like, they really... The Sopranos is a show that is just the stuff from a mob movie you don't see in the movie. Hey, Which is like doing everyday sort of thing. It sounds that, like anyone could have been writing that that's show. Just me, I, that well, I have fine. two examples of people who could. There you go. Mm. Go ahead, uh, who are they? Uh, yeah, no, it's uh, the it's <laughs> one guy who made Mad Men, Matthew Weiner, <laughs> and then, I guess, you know, any of his friends. They're all pretty talented. <laughs> yeah, they sound like good writers. <laughs> Uh, I would say, as one of my good fellas, you really, they do say the title at some point, that do I'm a good actually, fella, which is incredible. It's almost like a parody of, of a title movie name. Where, like, Isn't just, the last thing he like, says? near the end, there's like 10 minutes left, and he goes, you know, and this is the narrator, and he goes, you know... We always called each other good fellas. Yeah, You're like, oh, serious? come on. Like, it's the, I <laughs> never, I, I couldn't believe it. I was fucking with me. Is this no, actually no. in the they picture? They actually no, said is. that, and then We always called each other good It's fellas. like during that, like, denouement thing that's, like, post all the big events, and yeah. now you're seeing, like, a years later type of thing. It's the same thing Scorsese did at the end of The Departed, when he puts a, he shoots the silhouette of a rat in yeah. front of the city. It's like, yeah. I, I think we fucking got it, dude. I love, yeah, that's just not subtle shoving in your face of what's happening. I mean, if he does that a lot, that's going to be like what this, the guy is a driver of a taxi. They are going to, he's not going to be subtle with his titles. Yeah. That's, yeah, remember in the gangs of Home Alone 2, New York? <laughs> <laughs> when he hits uh, the, with the kid at the side of the head with a meat cleaver. Yeah. <laughs> my buddy, uh, uh, Mark Sadula, a very funny comedian, had my favorite joke about that when he's like, 
every movie saying the title in it. And he's like, like any movie where they go, hey, Tony, didn't you know he's the Godfather too? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think about it all the time. Yeah, in the third one, when it's actually he's ordering sandwiches, so he's talking to two people. I'm like, yeah, I'm the Godfather. Three pastrami on rye, please. <laughs> Do you think that we should uh, maybe, it feels applicable because we're in Los Angeles, California, the home of entertainment the world over we mm-hmm. should maybe change state laws here so you have to have the title of the film oh, spoken in dialogue 100%, in every 100%. movie 100% otherwise how are they going to know that right. that hotel is for dogs <laughs> right I you got to clear this stuff up. I thought Reservoir Dogs was going to do it. The first time I ever watched it, I was like, please don't anyone ever say we're a whole bunch of Reservoir Dogs. Like I was like, <laughs> what the... F-? I don't even still don't know what Reservoir Dogs right. means. But they never said it. I was like, what is That's it? That's fine. Well, I, well, let's work this out before we wrap things up. Sure. A dog... You know, bad animal traditionally yeah, like, used as a symbol. Down, a reservoir, yeah. like they're like bottom feeders who are just trying to scrape by. Oh, they're, they're, yeah, yeah, they're an abandoned reservoir and they're bad dogs. Yeah, and they're okay. in an abandoned reservoir. But is that a f- saying to people? Like, yeah, no, I've, I've never before. heard it. I'm going to go down the, the reservoir and herd up some of those wild mutts. <laughs> yeah, you didn't see that one where it's like, it's a Mia, the reservoir dogs. <laughs> Well, we're gonna get. We're gonna do the dad game now. I'm oh, right. fine. We're, we're ready to get. You think you have an idea? Let it play out. I do, out. but I can't remember the title. It's so no. annoying. But I know exactly what film it is. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, that's definitely not a made-up excuse to get it wrong. I can't remember the name of it. Sure, I believe you. All right, so we're gonna you play should. this one all the way through. Yeah, and then if if you think you know, hold it. And then we got. Uh, if you think you know what movie my dad described, we're gonna start back from the beginning. Okay, he's bouncing this tennis ball, taking a phone call. Now he's drumming and wearing headphones and telling the man in the suit why it's not going to work. (laughs) Why isn't he wearing shoes? Now everyone is in suits. Everyone keeps saying that no one is paying attention. There's a bunch of guys I know in this one. <laughs> We've got a bunch of quick shots of all of them. There's so much more. Here he's drumming. They're betting against America. The stripper has five houses. There's a bunch of guys I know, but every one of them has bad hair. <laughs> all right, did you figure out the name of it? No, I, of it. I can't remember. But he's right. Brad Pitt is. I know the name of it. Bad here in that movie. It's uh, intentionally. It's the, there's got to be the big short, right? It is the big, short. Uh, the big short. Is that how that your dad talks America. all the time? Uh, well, he's rereading notes about it that he. Took, I see. So it's not like, but it's not that. That's how he reads all the time. Did he read to you when you were a, a boy? Yeah, it was always like, here's where the sidewalk ends. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's a metaphor for childhood. <laughs> All right, we're gonna do one more. So this is this is a different a different movie here. My dad watched this trailer. Okay, finally a trailer with the movie trailer voice. He loves the narrator. <laughs> Those are some old Rolls Royces. You guys must be rich. The girl is sleeping, and the legend wants her back. Maybe she is the lost princess who keeps talking about. Whoa, what the heck is that I wish you could have turned the TV off. (laughs) She's reading a book to a bug. (laughs) 
that a bug? <laughs> a lot of shots of the little girl roaming around near men, animals, and rocks. You have an idea? Is some of the movie blue and some of the movie yellow. It's confirming there your idea. There seems to be a war. Okay, is the guy with the horns good or bad? Pan's Labyrinth. It is Pan's Labyrinth. Because Guillermo del Toro's just got that new one out, which I thought it was. Um, yeah. What is it called? The, Still Waters or something? Yeah. Some some mute lady who works in a laboratory falls in love with a sea beast. Yeah, it sounds freaky as yeah, hell. Yeah, I thought the trailer to that looked wonderful. I was like very interested in it. I think he handles, which it was Pan's Labyrinth. That, yeah, that's great. You guys got those faster than anyone's got any of them. Wow. Uh, I think you are dead. Yeah, yeah, your dad sure. did the heavy lifting there. Uh, yeah, for I sure. think that. Uh, Kyle, what's your dad's name? Lynn. How old is Lynn, if I may ask? You can't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's uh, 63. That's how I want to receive all my hype about movies from now on. Wouldn't it be great if you rev- reviewed movies? Yeah. It's going to be such a shame when this comes out and he's the only thing people like. You should yeah. You should just create a Twitter account for him yeah. and just tweet this shit out. Okay, I only have 139 characters left. Oh, <laughs> these ones have all counted. Oh, boy, we're running the circles turning red. Four, three... That would be it. <laughs> Top tweet. People will love that. He goes fucking crazy for that meta-analysis of the medium. Uh, thank you guys for doing the podcast. I appreciate you thank guys you coming so out. Thank you so much everything. for having us. It was great oh, fun. Definitely. Um, I, I look forward to when you guys cave and do a fourth season after Grown Up. Oh. I will be... when I How excited I'm going to be when they announce Grown Ups 3 is coming out and they shoot it. And I mean, the odds are the very high that there may, will be another one. It may well happen. I think it's Grown Ups 3D. Certain. Yeah. We've come up with some different <laughs> story oh, ideas. Oh, boy. So. Yeah. Will you buy a 3D TV? Absolutely not. I won't even buy the movie. I'll download the <laughs> fuck out of it. <laughs> I'm doing my service by watching the damn thing for two years. Uh, thank you guys for coming on, Caleb. Thanks for coming in, hanging out, reading parts of this and everything. You guys, uh, if you're listening and you like it, please rate and subscribe and all that stuff on where it, you found it. I am n- no, I am not good at this part. And if you want, send us a one or two page script to neverseenitpodcast at gmail.com. We might be doing a user submitted script episode. So if you haven't seen a movie, you want to write a script. Never seen it podcast at gmail.com. Thank you guys very much for listening. It's a good show.